Welcome, everybody, to the N-Word for Nerd podcast. I'm your host, Jason. We're here again with another smack dab, balling out, the awesomeness <laughs> of the most awesomest movie uh, review show again. I mean, look, I know you guys are like, man, last week, the N-Word for Nerd, Head Cannon Circus was just giving us heat, all heat. You know, I mean, Netflix may just need to pay us. Like we were reviewing so many Netflix shows for them. They need to just make us their permanent reviewers because we're just giving them all the love right now. So with all that being said, I want to introduce my host, the geek of all nerds, the Duke of all nerds. Excuse me. I'm tripping today. Uh, Jason, what's going on? Nothing. Happy Happy Valentine's Day. We're shooting on Monday. So happy Valentine's Day. Yeah. I know. I know. Did you uh, take your special someone for a special dinner? You mean my right hand? No. He doesn't eat. Oh, I meant like your son, you know, maybe... Had like a but weird Valentine's Day is romantic love. That's a little weird. You're being <laughs> weird. Right is it? Is it just for romantic love? I thought it's for people that you love, like loved ones. I don't. I don't celebrate this stupid holiday. This is dumb. <laughs> All these like, uh, hey, here's well, some flowers and some candy. I love you. Like you could have done that. Like I don't know last weekend, and it just just be a special. <laughs> Look, it makes you feel any better. Me and my wife took Jaren. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, the Jaren. <laughs> That is still the third member of the show to uh, to lunch. So oh, we were wondering the waiter thought we were uh, a, a was it a thrumple or a trumple? A thrumple. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We were wondering if the waiter was thinking that. I don't think he really cared. He just saw a two hundred dollar bill and was like, <laughs> "Oh, great, I'm gonna get tipped." And I was like, "My wife was like, what do you think he's thinking?'" I was like, "Oh, he's thinking. Please don't let the black guy be the guy that tips. <laughs> That's what he's thinking." <laughs> Check and he's handing it to Jaren. Jaren's like, "Nah, he's got the money." <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> <laughs> like I, under his mask m- muffles damn and hands it to me uh so <laughs> is that but that yeah no. plaza quote like this is my boyfriend craig and this is craig's boyfriend bill it's like how does this work well i date craig craig's gay for bill and i hate bill <laughs> there there it is no and for people that don't know like uh i did not yell at jaren at this lunch i did not tell him his opinion was trash i didn't tell him do any of the things i normally do on the show it was a very nice cordial lunch so for those of you he guys actually likes you know. the guy. They're friends. <laughs> <laughs> and we actually talked about his return to the show, but we'll keep that for another episode. We got to hold some things in the tank. You know, that, our Batman conversation, all holding in the tank. <laughs> we, J- we J.J. Abrams, these people, we're making a mystery, and we put it in a box. And you don't know what's right. in a box. And we're just like, oh, yeah, there's something in the box, but you don't know what it is. But we don't know what it is either because, like, we're J.J. Abrams. And so we're yep, just going to keep yep, the yep. box. And we're going to pull out the box every now and then say something's in the box. It's going to be really cool. And then we'll never pull out the box again and open it and show you. Mm. I do realize with all this, I had some missed opportunities to take photos in Jaren's house and just post online so people know where <laughs> he lives to bombard him. So we'll worry about that next time. Uh- <laughs> I'm sure if people know where Jaren lives. There's going to be someone... Throwing a brick through his window or something. <laughs> well, I mean, you tell people, you know, don't tip them. So, I mean, well. <laughs> they know I'm joking. You guys know I'm joking. You should totally tip Jaren if you come across Jaren in the wild. <laughs> I don't know if they know you're joking. I think, hold on. I think now they know you're joking. Let's say that. <laughs> Jaren, I'm so sorry. If anybody's like, yo, I've been listening to podcasts. I can't, I can't tip you. They, they told me not to. I apologize. I owe you 20% of whatever that bill was. 
<laughs> if people are listening, he's shaking his head. No, he does not owe him 20% of what that bill was. All right, let's go ahead and jump into the favorite part of uh, our show. I think our band is the favorite part of doing these shows. But my second favorite part of doing these shows is let's talk about the movie, I guess the only movie that got really released this week that we actually cared about. The Dodgems. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, so, yeah, let's talk about the movie that we care about this week, uh, Marry Me. So, no, actually, joke, guys. Uh, <laughs> whoa, whoa, now. Whoa. I was like, man, <laughs> did I miss something? <laughs> We're going to talk about Death on the Nile today. So while on vacation on the Nile, Hercule Parat must investigate the murder of a young Harris. Oh, uh, uh, did I say that right? Uh, Air heiress? Excuse me. A young it's Hercule Perel. That's all what I said. What did Aris. I say? You said Perot. Oh, okay. Excuse me. <laughs> I'm gonna start giving these things to Jason to read so that because everybody so I can pronounce them wrong too. <laughs> oh, I don't know. So while on vacation in the Nile, Hercule <laughs> Perot is that correct? Perot? Oh, who gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> Let's investigate the murder of a young heiress. Belgian sleuth, um, Hercule, you know, is on vacation aboard a glamorous river steamer, turns into a terrifying search for a murderer when a picture-perfect couple's idyllic honeymoon is tragically cut short. Um, I'm going to jump right on into this one and just cut real deep. Look, I'm going to do for you what this movie didn't do for me, and I'm going to get straight to the point. <laughs> this movie got born is this movie got born in hell characters, man. Um, the only interesting person in this whole movie is Hercule, and it's not because he's progressively interesting, it's just like he's the only character that seems like you know he has more stuff in his life going on than just what this movie's presenting to us. This is what I want to make sure we make a difference in. There are good performances in this movie, but the characters themselves are just very boring. So people acting out these boring characters are good at act are good at acting. The characters are just boring. Well, okay, sorry. Gal Gadot Some can't act. Well, let's just let's just <laughs> do this now. She can't act. I, I don't I don't want to have any more discussions about this anymore. I mean, I'm gonna let Jason get one comment about her acting before I continue. Do you agree that Gal Gadot in this movie pretty much is god off? She is the very worst thing about this movie. <laughs> she Thank is you. terrible. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I will return to my review now. That we both are in synergy with that, um, and even uh, you know, I don't know because I, I bash on too many black people about the acting, so I ain't gonna bash on no more black people about the acting for for this week. I'm gonna save it for another week. Uh, <laughs> also, the world doesn't feel that real or lived in. I don't know if it's because of the CGI backgrounds they were putting in here, but it just seems like this movie need to have needed to have good characters and good characterization to make this believable but instead i felt like all the characterizations were just boring and flat so that leaves us to the one thing that everybody probably cares about how is the mystery because this is a mystery movie me i'm a fan of a mystery movie i did that like murder on the oriental express i really love knives out which i think is a little less less of a film than murder on the oriental express but i think i enjoyed knives out more with all that being said, Scream 2022 did a better job than this movie when it came to mysteries. Like, I know when Jason, we talked about Scream, he had already called who the killer was. And then we watched Scream together, and he already called who the killer was right off the rip from Scream. This movie pretty much almost does the same thing. They even make a line for one of the guys about 
of his fortune. And then at the end, it's that person or that team of people or the thrumple of people that do this crime. <laughs> and it was like, th th this, <laughs> and for people who don't know, I guess if you didn't get our excerpts, if you, you know, we talked about the thrumples. But anyway, th th it was them, it was or him or her or the, the, per the, the, the easiest the person answer you was the answer. <laughs> yes, it was the likeliest answer. So, it, but it was never like no any miscues or weaving us a different way or no 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 it was like oh nah them jokers did it and sure enough mm, them jokers did it so what I will say about this movie because they're like damn Jason that's pretty harsh what did you like about it these are one of those movies I say you've probably heard me before in reviews and I go it checks all the boxes of making a good movie it just doesn't have any soul like it's good writing. The performances are good. They're nice and strong, except for we know gals. The <laughs> even the look of the field because it's taking place in the past. The clothes, the costumes, the, the the you know the photography of it. They all look good when it's like relegated to the scenes itself. Now, when they go to again the CGI for some of the backgrounds, look kind of wonky, but I can excuse that. But all the things, if I were to go and say, "Hey, what makes a good movie?" We start we start checking these boxes, and it works. The problem with this is that it just doesn't have any soul. So if you were to come to me and say, hey, you remember that movie, Death on the Nile? And remember that character that was like, and I'd be like, I, I, don't, I don't know who you're talking about. The only characters that stood out for me were, it's a couple that you find out it's a couple that, you, that they didn't present as a couple. And that, that wasn't anything interesting because I thought that's what it was from the beginning. They just like made sure you knew it in the movie. Like they looked it, in the camera and said, "No, this is what's happening." Yeah, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it, it didn't. It didn't take a de detective for that. Anyway, so that is my review on Death on the Nile. Just a lot of boring characters, and for some people, they're going to enjoy this. I just, I just didn't enjoy this. I, I just felt like I was there the whole time, knowing who the who knowing who who the person, the murderer was. I was just there, knowing this. So yeah, Jason, what do you think? I would have to mirror a lot of the things that you said. Uh, after the first half, right when right when uh, Her Hercules Perot gets into actually investigating, it does start to pick up a little bit and becomes more enjoyable for me. Right when he actually starts doing the thing that he starts to do, uh, there's a one too many like twists and turns uh, to that to care about that didn't really lead anywhere. Also, with that, like from the get go, basically half the the, the suspects were discounted as suspects like there's at least four people there who are all in the suspect pool who's like oh yeah yeah you guys aren't suspects at all like we, we're not <laughs> like so you like already like throw out like most of the supporting cast as as suspects and very much so the people that you think are behind it are the people that are behind it and it's uh not very much of a a, a climax um yeah galgado sucks uh, she stopped making movies and uh, free Palestine. That those two are two different statements. <laughs> but um, I do, I really did really enjoy uh, Kenneth Branagh as Her Hercule. He's really, really good at that part. Uh, I liked the fact that they kind of like showed his origin a little bit. You know, he was mm -hmm. in uh, World War One, the very, very first part. You know, even though like that mustache apparently can hide a lot. I mean, like... evidently, evidently, yeah. <laughs> um. But, like, even that really didn't uh, have any payoff to it or go anywhere, I guess. I guess kind of at the end it might have had a little bit of payoff. Uh, but 
still didn't really have that much of a payoff. Yeah, the whole first half of this movie is is fucking boring. It is fucking boring. And it's boring to the point where it's like, even though they're setting up all these characters, as Jason said, like none of them are really like stand out as in as characters other than just placeholders for you to be suspicious of. You know, there's nothing like they each one gets their one little uh thing that might have led to the murder. Um but it's like never really anything significant enough to be like, oh yeah, that's a pretty good reason. Uh, and it's just like, yeah, they're just like there, especially like people who are like, who are boisterous personalities. Like Russell Brand plays this like absolutely nothing of a character, and like Russell Brand's one of these guys that is very flamboyant, very out there, even in his in his, a lot of his roles. But this one, mm-hmm. he's like, you wouldn't even know it was him if you didn't know it was him, right? I do have to say, besides Kenneth Bragnaugh, Sophie Okanedo, I don't know how to pronounce her name. I'm sorry if I'm butchering it. She also stood out for me, uh, but she's been standing on everything that she's been doing lately. So, uh, like, just put her in more movies because she's great. Uh, Other than that, Um, yeah, it's just... What are you going to say? I guess for... um, Trying to pull her up here. Um, She's been in a lot of things lately. Uh, she was in uh, Aeon Flux. I remember that classic of a movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure she doesn't remember that movie. Um, but yeah, 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 you're right. She's she's been in a lot of stuff, and yeah, put her in. That. I, I I think somebody, and I, I guess I can't. I got to give credit to someone else because they they made this comment when I was leaving the movie theater, and I didn't. I don't know the person, so I'm going to steal what they said. And whoever it is, just comment, and I'll give you credit. They were like, this movie was more Guess Who than Clue. <laughs> yes, this, exactly. <laughs> Does he wear exactly red hat? No? Okay, slap, 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 slap. <laughs> like, do they have a mustache? Yes. Okay, slap, 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 slap. And it was like, all right, well, we only got three people left now. Like, it's pretty easy. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> uh, there was this one part that was supposed to be uh, an emotional part because uh, a character uh, that is close to another character is murdered. There's a lot of murder going on in this thing. Uh, mm-hmm. it did not work for me so much as that the character I did not realize, I mean, didn't have any connection to, but Kenneth Bragna for me did sell like his, I, I guess I'll, his reaction to it. And that's what I liked about it. But other than that, like this movie was just overly, like they could have cut the first half out of it and just got straight to the meat and biscuits and it would have been an hour long, but it would have been an entertaining hour. If that, even though you would guessed who the, the killer and or killers are so yeah right, I, I gotta ask because it's gonna itch me if i don't and um do you feel like shuri is a good actress or good actor at this point no okay good because i didn't want to be the <laughs> one to say it let me say change it i didn't want to be right, the one to first say it <laughs> let's just like say, uh... it's a period piece and she's playing a black woman in a period of time where we know how we were treated, and mm-hmm. she be talking to people like, "You, these jokers will throw you over this boat and never think <laughs> twice about this, and no police will give a damn that you're dead." Like, <laughs> I do like some of the aspects they put. Like, there was this one uh, line that uh, Sophie Okanindo, Oken- please tell me if I'm saying right. She said, "Because uh, her their their motivation was that when they were kids, they tried to get her kicked out of a pool or something like that." Right. whatever and like she said in this line i i loved it she said if i you know wanted to kill every white woman for trying to put me in my place 
there'd be a whole lot of dead white women out there. <laughs> right, right, right. I thought that was beautiful. <laughs> that was just so great. So uh, other than that, yeah, Letitia Wright. Um, yeah, she's not that good. <laughs> I mean, I, and I, she, I, fact, I, she's, just, she's anti-vaxxer. Doesn't help. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, is there things there that we could say? Oh, you know, positives about her performance, absolutely. But is it enough for me to be like, oh, I can see some potential? Nah, I'm good. Her and Gal Gadot, I could cut bait with, but I would give her more of a pass because I want to see more black women and things. So I'll, I'll, I'll let her live on that one. All right, let's go on to the ratings. People are gonna hate me. They're gonna be like, bro, we see why you married that white woman because your ass is just. Uh, racist. Racist. Death on the Nile. <laughs> As I said, it, it picked up in the second half, so I can't really fault it that much. But it shit's still pretty boring. Uh, I'll give it a two point five out of five. Okay, I'm gonna give it a two. I can't. I can't do it. I can't. can't. <laughs> Dalgado's it acting is, is pretty terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Spoiler alert: You don't have to deal with it for long. <laughs> Look, man. Good thing while I was in the theater, I had me a nerd focus. But all right, we're going to go ahead and uh, make sure you look at that link in the description. All right, guys, let's go ahead and jump to something that is near and dear to my heart, and that is wrestling. So wrestling. We, were talking, we were talking about Peacemaker, and we were loving John Cena's performance in the, I guess, penultimate episode of uh, Peacemaker on HBO Max. Shout out to HBO Max. Go ahead and throw us a check. Well, at least yep, just make please. it free for us to watch your station. We'll take that as well. Um, I actually got AT&T, we... so I actually get it for free. But uh, I can get a re- kickback residual check, please. <laughs> hey, shout out. Yeah, yeah. Get them, get them that cutoff, man. Um, we decided to go best ra- uh, wrestlers turn actors. I guess the top three list, which, you know, we used to always do open in the show. Figure out splicing in the middle of the show for once. Get y'all on y'all toes. Plus, I know whenever we talk about Gal Gadot, everybody wants to hear more of that than anything we have to say. So I figure <laughs> we'll give you that. So... Going to a top three wrestlers turn actors. <laughs> Jason, your number three wrestler. Wrestler turn actor. See, this is like the thing was that because of uh, Peacemaker, John Cena is slowly burrowing his way into my heart. So uh, <laughs> he was like not on the list of top wrestlers turn actors, but now he's at number three. He is definitely a number three for me over Roddy Roddy Piper because he was, even though that movie is great, that movie is a classic. Don't get me wrong. And a lot of that is because of Roddy Roddy Piper. Roddy Roddy Piper's acting is fucking terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just put it out there. It is bad. But that movie is awesome. I'm going to love this list. (laughs) (laughs) All right. My number three wrestler turned actor is uh, the racist one. I'm sorry. The the wrestler himself, <laughs> Hulk Hogan. Terry the Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Look, I mean, Thunderlips and Gremlins Two is enough for him to make my list. <laughs> I don't care what nobody say. Uh, Thunderlips was a breakout performance, but I have, and this is terrible. I have such fond memories of terrible Hulkster movies from. Um, oh damn, I can't think of the one with No Holds Bar with uh, uh, Tiny Lester and. What was it? A uh, suburban commando, like suburban commando. Let's these... say, uh, Mr. Nanny. What was it? Not Mr. Nanny. It was, uh, um, I... yeah, where yeah, was, was the babysitter? Yeah. Mr. Nanny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I just had these so many things, and I was a huge, 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 huge Hulkamaniac growing up. It's sad that as an adult, I had to realize how he really feels about us 
especially us dating his his daughter. Don't date his daughter. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I wouldn't just, want to but, anyway. But still, right? But yeah, it breaks my heart. But I, I can't get rid of those fond memories, man. So for number three for me, it's going to be the the, <laughs> the man that made me go brother my whole life, Hulk Hogan, man. What do you have as your number two wrestler turned actor? This is going to surprise you, but I, I'm going to throw I'm going to throw this one a bone and go Andre the Giant. Rest in Ooh. peace. Uh, only because of Princess Pride. Let's just let's just put in there. That movie would not uh, be the same without him. Um, even though his acting in that was pretty bad too. <laughs> <laughs> but that movie is is a classic. It's quintessential, and he helped make that. So I'm putting him in there over other people who may be better actors because Andre the Giant is a lovable giant and everybody loves him and, he, and he's been sorely missed for the past. He's been dead for like, what, 30 years now at this point, I guess. Oh, it's been a so, while. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. Um, it's funny enough to this morning, me and my wife had a conversation about my youngest daughter talking about giants. And my, my wife tried to keep explaining to her, her like that giants like really don't exist. <laughs> and when she told me this, my response was, she goes, Have you, you seen Jason, some of these you, uh, She goes, you believe in giants? I go, uh, it's all perspective based. If the average human being back in the day was like five two five three, and a six five guy walked around, he's a giant to them. He, they don't <laughs> or like seven one, like, right, right, right. That's what I'm like, like I was like, I thought I was like, even now in in some places in Asian culture where like a really tall white person is walking around Tokyo, they take photos of them because it's like, whoa, white guy, and he's huge, like. It, it look, I know in the Bible they talk about Goliath and Goliath, they never really state as a quote unquote a giant, more of a giant of a man. But it's it was a nine reason why that's tall. Well, again, yeah, it, no. right? It's a reason why that, that that it works in biblical sense because it's supposed to give you the idea like he's a giant and he beat him with a slingshot. And but anyway, the point going is yes, Andre the Giant is was literally a giant. And they were saying even up to his death, his feet and hands were still growing because of the disease would, that he had. I would challenge Jess to stand next to Shaquille O'Neal and not believe in giants. <laughs> she's, I think she's actually met Shaq, actually. Be told. I told her I never want to hear the story. So uh, let's move right on along. Uh, <laughs> my number two. And I'm glad, I'm glad you gave me a pass with a uh, bad actor making your list. Because my number two is... Roddy Roddy Piper, and I'm gonna go with just be completely honest with you guys. Be, one, he was the lead actor in the movie that is widely loved and beloved by everybody, which is a thing that we can say only one other person on this list has because I don't think Hogan has movies that's widely beloved by everybody. I don't mm -hmm. think Cena has movies that are widely beloved by everybody where he's the main lead, and even Batista. We damn sure know he doesn't have movies that are widely beloved by people where he's the main lead. So Piper has that also. The fact that you get to fight Keith David and probably arguably the best fight in cinematic history, you of have to make my list. Eh, but that's it's close. Of all time. Of all time. <sighs> He's I'm, better I'm than the Man fight where he punches the dude like 100,000 times. All the reason I'm going to say of all time is because I do want to leave some room in there because it is some Asian fights and Jackie yeah. Chan fights that I think are high on my list. Really high on my list that we could talk about at a later date. But yes. For American, yes. For American cinema, yes. The Piper fight in They Live is probably the best fight of all time. Chef's kiss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. International, maybe it's top three. Let's go with that. I'll, I'll settle with that. Um, 
but yeah, Piper's going to be my number two. And you're right, the acting's god awful in there, but <laughs> I think part he, of it he makes, makes it work. I, I was going to say, I think part of what makes the movie so much so enjoyable it is the acting isn't good, but the whole movie's thought process and premise is like all of this is fake and it's not what we see and believe. So his overacting is almost like. Like it works. Like it, it feels like it was planned. Now we know it wasn't, but it feels like it was planned to be overacting. You know what I mean? And who can ever forget? You know, he has so many great lines in there. You know, I came in in a chew bubble and kick ass chew bubble gum out of bubble gum. Like it's, all out of bubble gum. It's just so great. You're one all right, ugly that, motherfucker. Right. <laughs> number two, my Roddy Roddy Piper. All right, who is your number one wrestler turned actor? So, uh, in order to make Jared mad when he hears this. Mm-hmm. I am not going to pick what everybody's favorite number one is, and I'm just going okay. to go with my favorite number one, which is Mr. David Batista. Oh wow! And here's the reason why he has, as you said, he hasn't been in a lot of great movies uh, as yet, but like in a lot of the movies that he is in, he is really, really good. And unlike, unlike maybe The Rock, who is charming and charismatic and 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 is great, I think Dave Batista takes the art of acting very very seriously and if you have any interview reading the interviews of him he takes acting very very seriously he's trying not to get over on the fact that he's a famous wrestler he's actually attempting whether he has done it or not is is up for the day but he's attempting to be a good actor he is attempting to be good at the art of acting and that's right. really respectable i really respect that and a lot of the stuff that he's in i enjoy it's it's, it's fun whether it be drax in in uh guardians of the galaxy that shit was a breath of fresh air. Or even the shitty uh, Land of the Dead movie, Army of the Dead movie. He was the best part of that fucking movie. All right? That's just, let's call it. Uh, and he's been doing other little small stuff like, uh, what's it, uh, uh, Bushwick, uh, where the the racist soldiers trying to take over the United States or whatever. Yeah. He was really yeah. good in that. So I got to give it to, I I know people out there to be like, I can't believe y'all did that. But I got to put him as number one only because the Rock's a national treasure. He doesn't even belong on the list. He's just The Rock. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this in Batista's defense. Uh, we took about, you know, Blade Runner 2049. I think it's a, a great movie. Uh, I know some people look at it. Oh, it's just okay. I think it's a great movie. I, I think it. it's beautiful. Batista pretty much steals that whole movie from the get-go. Like He's only that, in the beginning. He's the, yeah, he's the opening scene. <laughs> And he is so good in the subtle moments of that movie that it takes a lot to even shake that off. Like, you have to get halfway through the movie before you can shake off that performance and how haunting it is and the replica thing. Like, he's amazing in the beginning of that movie, uh, him and Ryan Gosling, but it is something about his performance. You know, it's one of those things, like, if he was a new actor and we had never heard about him and didn't know he was a wrestler and he would have done that performance... Those are one of those little subtle roles that shoot you into the A-list stratosphere. stratosphere yeah. Because it's so good with all its subtleties and the emotion that's displayed in such little a uh, little bit of time. And then you add in the physicality of it. It's just great. I'm with you. It's a like I always talk about that. Like that is probably one of the best ways to start a movie. And it only works because of how good Batista is. And if he's not and I that would challenge good, you to find like a rock movie where he has explained such where he displays such a range. To oh, do, doesn't like exist. not only the not only the physicality of that 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 scene that because they end up fighting, but all the other subtle emotional stuff that happens before that. I, I can't think of one off the top of my head. I'm sure there is, 
Maybe uh, uh some it, movie. I, I can tell you that it don't <laughs> exist. We don't gotta pretend. I know we want to give a little small room for the rock. We we don't gotta pretend, man. The rock know what he's doing. Uh <laughs> yeah. that leads me to my number one. We know it's gonna be the people's champ. Uh we have <laughs> you know, I buy raisin putang, putang eating. I mean, come on. For a wrestler to be able to become the highest paid actor in a field that is secondary. Actually, you can make an argument third to him because he was a football player first, yep. then became a wrestler, then decided to do this. Like, that came third to him is in a feat that people who grow who are in Juilliard right now will never see. It's a feat mm-hmm. that mostly no one will see. But also on top of that, the fact that The Rock was able to do it his way. Like, The Rock is The Rock in every movie, for, for the most part. Like, it isn't like he's trying to switch the style up. And I know we, we laugh about it, but... It's something to be said that a guy can play a persona and is so likable as a human being that on screen, we really don't care that he's doing the same thing because it still brings us joy. That yeah. is a feat that is very hard to get off. And then not to mention that most people that do this feat, they have like a, what, a three, four year run where that can work. And then people get exhausted by it. I'm still, a, a perfect example, my Ryan Reynolds take. I know people hate me for it, <laughs> but I'm exhausted of it. I'm still not exhausted of the rocks thing. Like, and, and I think also some of it is, is that it is some parts. The rock has the, the charismatic thing down, but then it isn't always the same kind of feel. It, he does kind of have little tweaks in the charisma, but it doesn't veer too much off course. It stays in a solid wheelhouse, but I mean, to be the number one action star in the world. And again, just to be that freaking likable, because Dude, this joke will make a run may run for president, and I may vote for I'll him, vote man. For him. <laughs> yeah, like that <laughs> can't be no worse. I mean, like, honestly, <laughs> if that's not the best acting you could do, that you're like, hey, you know, I think I'm just gonna take up politics now. We're like, I believe it. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> the greatest there are very few actors uh that just play themselves and keep and people keep come back. You know, Tom Cruise, Tom Hanks, Denzel Washington, mm-hmm. they're like the, the top three actors that just play themselves. But they've been acting, you know, paying their dues for a thousand years. And The Rock, as you said, he played football. You know, that career didn't work out for him. And so he became a superstar in wrestling. Right. You know, became one of the the top wrestlers of all time. And then transitioned to that to becoming a superstar in the acting world, too. And all just by being a heightened version of himself. (laughs) Right. 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 Absolutely. It's 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 oh, definitely something to be committed for, most certainly. Shout out to The Rock. I mean, but I, I will say this, but if we were to go pound for pound acting, I, I agree with you. I think Batista washes all of them, Clo- followed closely by Cena, because Peacemaker has Cena shown is... me a lot for Cena that I didn't think I would ever see from Cena. I thought Cena was just going to follow the path of The Rock. Yeah. But I feel like Cena's now looking more Batista-esque, where he's like, well, maybe I could do these other roles um, that are, are kind of dope. So... Shout out to them, but you, uh, that is our, our top if three. If you notice about The Rock and, and Cena, they're always big, giant, muscular dudes. Mm-hmm. And even though Batista is a big, giant, muscular dude, not all his parts are big, giant, muscular dudes. <laughs> Sometimes they're I'm just going to say regular. pause after that, just in case someone takes that weird. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes he's just a regular, giant dude. He's <laughs> not so muscular. <laughs> Yeah, he did say that's why he doesn't want to play. But uh, what's the name for forever? Because he doesn't want to ha- keep having to work out to keep his shirt off. Yeah, um, doesn't want to play Jacksonville because that shit sucks. Because you're 
you know, dehydrating yourself to get those muscles out. So screw that. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. I get it. That means Marvel. That's AKA his strategy to say, Marvel, pay me more. I see what you tried to do there. Uh, <laughs> let's go ahead and let's jump into the book of Boba Fett. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. Since I started Death on the Nile, I'm going to let you go ahead and Jason start Book of Boba Fett because I have some first right. words for good old Boba here. I know that you're going to you're gonna probably shit on some of this show, right? Because, you know, <laughs> it's fine. Look, right. A lot of people, a lot of the fandom has shat on some of the show because it's called the Book of Boba Fett, not the Book of Everybody Fucking Else. But for me, give it all to me. Like, this has been the best Star Wars experience I've had since, like, Rogue One. Like, I don't care wow. that they halfway this through the show, they're like, fuck Boba Fett. I don't give a shit about what he's doing. Let's go on some other characters. <laughs> I loved every single second of this shit. Like, even the stuff that was a little slower with the flashbacks, whether he's with uh, the Tusken Raiders, I enjoyed it. When they fucking just totally threw him out the window for in fa- favor for season 2.5 of The Mandalorian, I was here for it. And then when we come back to the freaking, uh, and I, I don't want to spoil it for everybody who hasn't finished the season yet, but for the battle of, of Moss Eisley, or is it Moss Eisley? It's Moss Eisley, right? Yeah, I think it's Either Moss way, Eisley, yep. I've, everything about this show is just speaking to the eight-year-old me who just finished watching Return of the Jedi and high-fiving Ewoks and just like running around with a stick pretending I'm Luke Skywalker. This shit was great. Now, I don't necessarily 100% agree with like maybe Luke Skywalker telling Grogu to make a choice. Um, attachment was what kind of saved his father from the dark side. His attachment to his friends and all that good stuff. Um, but I did read a, a, or watch a TikTok where someone was like explaining to me that he's also being influenced by Ahsoka who told him you know pretty much everything about the Jedi Order. So he's probably mm-hmm. trying to rework his own belief system to fit more aligned with the Jedi Order, which is why it doesn't work out in 30 years, which is a good, I mean, that's a good headcanon story to, to make. Uh, I kind of wish that, you know, these Jedi would get their shit together and like, I don't know, like, <laughs> stop getting wiped out. <laughs> but either way, this this whole entire season was just from one like oh my god gas moment to another i mean you know when they you know first when boba fett comes out the sarlacc to when they introduce black kristanistan and then freaking cad bane ah god yeah i was i was just sucking it all up i don't care i don't care that (laughs) you know it was uneven storytelling i don't give a shit this was like the best thing (laughs) oh man (laughs) all right Man, I, I you know, but you know what? Energy... Star Wars fans gotta hate. <laughs> no, it is not, look it, it, when you hear my review. Because I'm gonna get. Let me just say this first: your energy makes me want to rethink my review. But I can't let you cloud me like the dark side. I gotta, yeah, I gotta say straight. I, you know, don't Jedi mind trick me. I gotta say straight with you it. Gotta, you did the book of Boba Fett is what I knew. <sighs> about Boba Fett, but does not make it good. Boba Fett is a shit character. Like, I'm just going to say it. I, I'm just going to say it and just have to be real about it. Boba Fett was a, is a shit character. This was supposed to be the redeeming thing for Boba Fett. This was supposed to be the, the series 
that made us see that Boba Fett was a badass. And this is why all the people, quote unquote, loved him because he had, you know, Boba Fett's love is because he had a cool look. Boba Fett's love has really have never been about what he's done, which has been on screen. Because we can go, oh, well, the Legends series, fuck that right now. We're going to talk about what we've seen on screen. From the moment he hit in, he wasn't a great of a bounty hunter. He was incompetent when he was at Jabba's to get put in the Salak pit. This he did get hit by a blind re- guy. <laughs> yes, this series is supposed to redeem that. But know what the biggest offending thing of this, this series is not this series' fault. You know what the biggest offense is, Jason? You really know what it is? I want to know what it is. Din Djarin is Boba Fett to us. How cool Mando is is what we thought Boba Fett Boba was supposed Fett was. to be. Yep. And that's the problem that we have. Because I didn't notice that problem. And then we did a review on episode six that people like we didn't put out. But and I made a comment about like I was loving Boba Fett, the book of Boba Fett, until the Mandalorian episode hit. And it made me realize that the book of Boba Fett is terrible. And why is it terrible? Because Din Djarin is what we thought Boba Fett was supposed to be. Din Djarin is our technical Boba Fett. He is the cool, laid-back, smart, intelligent bounty hunter that completes his missions and knows what his value is and doesn't compromise it for anybody and handles his business. That is what we wanted from Boba Fett so badly. But know what we got instead? We got more Boba Fett getting his ass kicked, Boba Fett and bacteria tanks, Boba Fett <laughs> being lucky in how he gets around and how his stuff all happens. So let's just, I'm going to rewind a little bit and we're going to go forward on here. So look, we get to see the flashbacks and those flashbacks are supposed to show us, to me, that the, po- the point of those should have been, hey, we're going to take this guy that's a bounty hunter that's looked at as a badass and then we have the Clone Wars cartoon to kind of interject his intelligence and his craftiness and how he learned and all that, we're going to use that. Like we're going to use that moment in the flashbacks to show that maybe it had a change of heart. The problem is, is that it's a point in this, the flashbacks where he escapes or he's going to escape from the Raiders, and he tries to help the guy that was beside him, and that's when remember homeboy started snitching. <laughs> Fucking well, the, yeah, but the Boba Fett we know should have knocked that dude the fuck out, but he didn't. Mm-hmm. He let him do it. So his change of heart is... Right. His civility of his humanity had already been shown in that instance. So it wasn't like he was this cold-hearted dude that had to learn to be part of a community. He learned that having a community and family is bigger to protect and carry things than being a solo guy. That's what those flashbacks were supposed to be. They never meant that, though. It never fleshed into that to show that Boba Fett realized that a community is better than being a solo artist. So now we go to the regular stuff that goes on with them. All the stuff that goes on with them is complete luck. He's lucky that the Fets put a bounty hunter on him that ended up the Fets and the Fets ended up reneging. He's lucky that the, uh, the sorry, not the Fets, the Huts. The Huts gave him, got a bounty hunter go after him. He's lucky the Huts decided to fucking leave the, the planet and left him a rancor. He's lucky that he felt uh, was a thinner damaged and got her healed. So she owed him a debt. Like, all of this stuff is luck that happened to Boba Fett. Now, if you want to make the argument that, oh, well, the Force and karma, so, you know, this is just the Force working in mysterious ways <laughs> with him putting out this good karma, okay, cool, but then his meet-up with Mando, and in fact, if he never meets Mando, he never gets Freetown to help. Like, it, nothing that Boba Fett did in his urgency led to anything that ended the series. It literally was all just, hey, 
I've been lucky. And then the last part of it is that the stuff with Kate bound uh, with Kate with Kate was supposed to be great, and the characterization of Kate was wonderful. The problem was is that that was supposed to be a mytho to link Boba back to his selfish, self gratificating bounty hunter ways and days. That was supposed to be the contrast there. That like Boba saw his old self in Kate because that was his old mentor and blah 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 blah. It never came off that way. It never at once Boba had to doubt, and is this new way that I'm living the right way to do this? Or should I go back to the old way where I was living and just be a tyrant in this new role, a la the huts? Like, it was never this dichotomy of consciousness here. He always seemed that he was firm in his belief of how to handle this, that all just happened to work out for him, because he fucking got lucky the whole series. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't fuck with it. I I'm over it. Like, the Mandalorian has ruined Boba Fett. For he's good. Like, I don't want to hear nobody come to me about Boba Fett being a badass. I don't hear nobody tell me about well, about the legends of Boba Fett. Fuck Boba Fett. It's still the slave one. His ass is still whack. His ass got beat by Blonde Han Solo. And I'm over it. It, it, it just. He's the Indiana Jones of the Star Wars universe. He just lucks into <laughs> shit. <laughs> but at least Indiana Jones is cool. Isn't it cool about Boba Fett is a 60 year old man? He get his the... ass whooped every episode. He's the anti-Jack Bauer because um, unlike Jack Bauer, who's just surrounded by morons, Boba Fett's actually surrounded by capable people who can handle themselves. Right. <laughs> who are way better at things than he is. Because Finnick Shan is yes. awesome. <laughs> like, and, I don't understand why they didn't just like, send her to kill them motherfuckers in the first place. Like, why did right, like, 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 he like, happen upon her? Like, it wasn't like <laughs> this was some kind of thing. Like, it was like, nah, I owe you a blood debt. Oh, you're actually cool to work with. I guess I just keep riding with you. Like, what? But, um, <laughs> I don't know if I said this the last time we talked about this, but uh, definitely uh, Ahsoka Tano and Luke Skywalker. We're not going to do this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We're not going they to definitely, do this. Look, I'm just saying he's a, he's a lonely boy from Tatooine. She grew up as a monk. Come on. That is You're here. Sister. I'm here. You know, let's just see if our parts match. I don't even know. Hey, you, you're he, a different species from me. I don't even Anakin's know. Anakin's adopted daughter. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. They are. No. Padawans and, and, and masters are, are, are like brother and sister. They're just really good friends. <laughs> Not that relationship. That relationship <laughs> with Anakin and and Ahsoka was definitely fatherly. Like no, it he, was. He was like you know, he giving was her senior. He was the and... freshman. She was this cute little puppy dog <laughs> until she, you know, she hit puberty, and he's like, "Oh damn, hey, so where you been at?" <laughs> I'm pretty sure she looks at Luke like a little brother, and was like, "All right, little bro, you 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 train this mm -hmm. Jedi or the crap that I walked away from, but I'll give you some clues about what the Jedi were like because you know they tried to Look. kill me and disband me, but." You know, you could she's a 40 year old virgin, he's a 32 year old virgin. Come on, nah, I think Asajj <laughs> we're the only Ventress two left in the galaxy that we know of. Let's go. I think Asajj Ventress and uh, Ahsoka was she's out dead. there getting it in, bro. Again, I'm saying before she died, I feel like they was out there getting it in, they was running the <laughs> just streets together, there. man, having just a good time. Like. Up. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Level I mean, they, they was... 13, 13, finding dudes like. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right, all right. Well, Boba Fett, what, what, what rating are you giving the book of Come Boba on, Fett? Jason. Oh, sorry, Come first, on. I guess before we even go in that, because I guess I already know. I mean, any thoughts on my review or my thoughts on 
the book of Boba Fett. Like, I think you have a valid grievance that and Boba Fett. Yeah, you're right. He he sucks. (laughs) 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 I was never a big Boba Fett fan. I always thought Mandalorians were way cooler. And I thank Boba Fett for creating Mandalorians. But yeah, in in as because you know my only exposure, I don't really love all the comic book stuff like that. My only exposure to him was him falling in the Sarlacc pit after his jetpack gets hit, and it's so mm. dumb. <laughs> so I always thought he was kind of dumb. But your valid, your 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 opinion is valid, in my opinion. <laughs> oh no! I, again, like I said, your opinion almost made me flip. But I was like, nope, I gotta stick to my morals because I, I, I just <laughs> I gotta get this off my chest. All right, let's go in uh what are we rating? Book of Boba Fett. Nine out of five. Okay, Sorry. nine ten out, out of five. five. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, ten out of five. Got it. Um Look, they should give fucking uh Dave Filoni, John Favreau, Bryce Dallas, fucking even Robert Rodriguez to all have their own fucking movie at this point. Like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, even if you don't like Boba Fett as a character. Like the way this was shot, the way this like the story moved along. Come on, they gotta get they gotta get movies. Like stop hiring other motherfuckers. This is what they should do, and it would take a lot of nuts, but they should do it. They should do another trilogy that takes place at the same time as you know Force Awakens and all that. On the other part of the universe (laughs) where like Mace Windu's still alive, but the remnants of the Empire. Being led by Thrawn, Thrawn is on the other part of it, and like they have, yeah, the unknown reasons, yeah, 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 and they just start another trilogy with that that goes on simultaneously is the race stuff, but on the other part of the galaxy, and we then have, let them all work that all out. We can have Ezra over there, and and yep. uh, your girl Sabine, because I'm sure yep. they smashed. <laughs> Now, I will agree with that a thousand percent. Ain't nobody's uh, <laughs> like, yo, I'm going off into space looking for somebody they didn't smash. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, but I think that is what they, they should do and let Filoni, Rodriguez, Favreau, all of them all make that trilogy. And then that way we can almost quietly forget about the Ray one. And then they can continue. It's, not that that was bad. it's just that they they fucked up the trilogy. That's it. Yeah, yeah. And then they could be like, <laughs> what? The Emperor was still alive? <laughs> Who cares about that? Like, <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Oh, <laughs> uh, all right. Oh, yeah. Sorry, you got ten out of five. I'm ten giving it. Five. Man, I'm sorry. I'm. I'm, I'm giving it. I'm giving it two out of five, bro. You're a piece of shit. I can't I you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know I saw Jaren today, so I don't know if some of his, his Star Trek stink, love, <laughs> yeah, washed over me. But I just, I got a bone to pick with Boba Fett and. And I, oh, and again, let me make sure I put this clear too. The reason why I'm giving it a two out of five is that I am, and I know Jason's going to say this cheating, but fuck it. It's my show. I can do this too. <laughs> do what I'm removing the Mandalorian episodes out of this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm putting the Mandalorian episodes on season two. And season I'm just two going five. with all the. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm only, I'm just going completely on Boba Fett. So that's one through four, and then seven with seven and eight. <laughs> five and six that are Mandalorian episodes are being removed. So out of those. The rest of those six episodes, I'm giving it a two two out of five. <laughs> but if you add those episodes in, it's a ten out of five, everybody. <laughs> if I add those episodes in, yes, it probably jumps up to a four because that's how good those episodes are. But they don't count because that really wasn't Boba Fett. So <laughs> 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 let's go on to 
we have a nice little fun here. One last week we talked about that we were going to fancast or sorry, can I call it black black hat black cast black cast black cast black cast. Black, black, yeah. blast <laughs> yeah we're gonna blast yeah. blast there you go we're gonna blast <laughs> the Lord of Lord of the Rings uh, characters. So if we don't know what it is, we're going to cast them as African Americans or black people, and and put that into to to the atmosphere. Now, I, because I'm lazy and some people have to pretend to be Jaren on this show, I decided <laughs> to go ahead and not do this this week. We're going to work with Jason's list and then we'll talk about his list. And then next week I'll have my list and we'll talk about my, my list. list. It's extensive. <laughs> All right. Well, then, Jason, let's, let's, let's go for it. All right. Let's start it off. What, what you got? All Who's right. First? Okay. Well, we're going to have to start off. And this is Lord of the Rings, everybody. Yes. Lord of the Rings, not the uh the new show the power of the rings though i have a bone to pick with people if you find that you're upset over a show because they put a person of color in it you are a racist just going going throw that out there this shit is fantasy it's all made up if you can believe in dragons you can believe there is an isolated or non-isolated population of black people living in medieval europe go fuck yourself yep number one facts all right so Back to my black, my blast of Lord of the Rings. We're gonna start with a uh, Frodo. Obviously, the most important part of Lord of the Rings. We're gonna start with Frodo, and mm-hmm. I will say Shameek Moore. Shameek Moore. It was in Dope, one of my favorite movies of all time. He was also the voice of uh, uh, Miles Morales in the Spider Verse, into the Spider Verse movies. Uh, I believe he has that sort of uh, innocence to him, but also. Uh, the uh, gravitas to know that he has the world on his shoulders. If you ever see like his uh, progression in Spider-Verse, almost the same thing as Frodo. So Shameek Moore would be my Frodo. Okay, We're going with Hobbits first, everybody. Number two, Sam. This one was really, really hard for me to pick out because Sam can get goofy. And if you don't do Sam right, it ends up not working. And thank God Sean Austin was around to be Sam because he put a right amount of, of what's it, uh, heart in it. Mm-hmm. So many people would be like, oh, you should pick somebody funny to be Sam, like Sam Richardson, who would probably be a good job, or or Little Rel. I don't know. He'd probably do good, too. But me, I would put John Boyega because not only okay. is he a great actor, he also gets to take a lot of backseats to people. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but he has the range to not make Sam goofy, to make him earnest. That's the, the, the big thing about Sam is that he's earnest. He's a little simple. I mean, you don't really see uh, actors, especially black actors, playing characters that aren't very intelligent. But, you know, I think John Bodega could be, do it really, really well. All, All right. right. Next up, Mary and Pippin. Okay. This is also very important for us book fans. We know that Mary and Pippin aren't just the comedic, you know, relief. They're badasses. They're the ones that literally fight off Saruman when he, the, he's taking over the Shire. Like, freaking Pippin becomes the fucking king, all right? So I want people who have good uh, rapport with each other, who are funny, but also can be very serious at moments, you know, because, you know, Mary becomes a... Uh, uh, a soldier of Gondor, Pippin rides with Rohan. They're fucking badasses. So for Pippin, I picked mm-hmm. Lakeith Stanfield. And oh, then wow. for Mary, I picked Donald Glover. So, because they already played really well with each other. And I also think they can be funny, but also 
you know, when a time comes for them to be badasses, fucking Lakeith Stanfield is a badass no matter what he does. So that that's why I picked them. Okay. They're they're great. All right. Now on to the rest of the fellowship. Okay. Gimli, really easy. This is Winston Duke. He's born to play Gimli. He's been Gimli in all other movies. He's Gimli. Come on. Like <laughs> let's Umbatu was Gimli in, in Africa. He can be Gimli, all right? <laughs> this Legolas. You want somebody beautiful to be Legolas. So I picked David Diggs from Hamilton, from uh Snowpiercer, from uh what was the other uh blind spotting? David Diggs, mm-hmm. beautiful man. Ah, uh, don't even get me started. <laughs> Hold on, who did you pick again? Sorry, what was it? David Diggs. David Diggs, Diggs. gotcha. Yeah. So, that is the other two of the Fellowship. Uh, I'll go with, okay, let's go with Gandalf next, okay? Let's go with Gandalf. Uh, If you look on the internet about this sort of topic, there's pretty much one choice that everybody makes, and I think that's the wrong fucking choice, all right? Yeah. Oh, it should be Morgan Freeman. No, fuck that noise. It shouldn't be Morgan Freeman. Oh, I thought it, I thought it was thought it was gonna be Dave Chappelle. Sorry. <laughs> Dave Chappelle is Gandalf. <laughs> I think there's a much better choice that people have always been sleeping on, and that is a Mr. Larry Fishburne. Lawrence Fisher. Yes, he got that's Gandalf. who I picked too. Yeah. <laughs> because um he's done the mentor mentor thing, the the ignomatic mentor as Murphy was, and he can still throw hands even though he's like 70. He will be great at this. Like he can, he can be Gandalf. Like hands down, hundred percent. Yes, I completely picked that one too, Omar. Because <laughs> I did the same thing. I'm like, I'm not doing Morgan Freeman. Yeah, that's, that's that like, looks like he can whip your ass. That's the, the <laughs> lowest hanging fruit is Morgan Freeman. Like you do. What's an old black guy, Morgan Freeman? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So for our last two of the of the Fellowship of the Rings, we have. Boromir and Aragorn, all right? So I will go with Boromir first. And my pick for Boromir would be Idris Elba. Hands down. A lot of people want him to be Aragorn. No, 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 no. He's a Boromir. He has that darkness. He can do that darkness. Have you never seen Stucky Barnes? He can do that charming darkness to him, but also have that sort of redemptive quality where he realizes that he's wrong. So, And he's a scary motherfucker when he's mad. Yeah, he's Boromir. So this one you might not dis- might agree with me, disagree with me, Jason. But for Aragon, a Mister John David Washington. Mm. <laughs> John David Washington. He 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 has he has his father's charm to him. He has his the smile. He has the grace and like everything he's been in that I've seen him in. He's been great. So, like, he may not be, like, Vito Morganson level of chops yet, but I'm sure he'll get there one day. So, hmm. John David Washington, Aragorn, because he's a beautiful man. That smile, just by itself. Beard. Oh, I'm already sipping for him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that is the Fellowship of the Ring. So, all right. So, we got to go on to uh, other characters. Saruman. This is pretty easy. Who should be Saruman? John Carlo Esposito. He plays bad guys for, for for breakfast. He can eat them up. Ah, bah, 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 bah. Or if you don't want him to be the bad guy, he could be Elrond too. I think that would be a cool thing. But my pick for Elrond would be, and this is where we get clever, Denzel Washington. See how that works out? Aragorn and them, 
because he's like his adoptive father. See how that's okay. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Elrond. I mean, has to be Denzel because you know you want somebody who's still like, oh come on, he would be great. Uh, let's go with Faramir. Uh, you know, uh, Boromir's brother. That would be Daniel Kaluuya. Kaluuya. Uh, I wanted to put him in somewhere, but I feel like he would just be a best for Faramir because like. He can do like the contemplative, like uh, reluctant soldier pretty well. Mm-hmm. Also, I feel like he's always hot and things. So I don't want to be all on the screen because he feels like he's always disc- he's uncomfortable. It's really hot. You need to give him like a nice breezy sweatshirt or something. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's go to the ladies of Lord of the Rings. Arwen, you know, uh, the love interest of Aragorn. Lupita Nyong'o. That's easy. Black queen right there. Come on, you need somebody with some melanin in her skin to be heroin. That it just doesn't it doesn't make any sense why she wouldn't be. Uh Eowyn, uh Theoden's niece would be Issa Rae. I believe she's beautiful and she's upcoming and uh or she's came, I guess. Uh and she could bring she can bring that strong aspect to uh someone who's a, not only a princess but also a warrior. And then right. Galadriel. Now, a lot of people are like Angela Bassett, which would be great. Um, but I always like to go with Viola Davis because she's beautiful. She's commanding. She's strong. She's all things Gladriel, except, you know, most people think Gladriel is white. So that's the only reason. <laughs> and then to my. So uh, who'd you do for Gladriel? You did um, Viola Davis. Viola. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Now for our guys from Rohan. Theoden King. King of the Rohirrim. You know, uh, Sons of Aeol. That would be Forrest Whitaker. Uh, he's a little bit on the side, but I feel like he still has some vitality to, to him to give that performance of being, like, decrepitly old, but then, like, come back and being more hail. And, like, it's Forrest fucking Whitaker. Like, who, who wouldn't want a speech by him to ride now? Yeah, it'd be great. Aomir, his <laughs> nephew. Uh, and this is definitely going to hate this, but I, I I had to put him in here because he is who he is, and we need you know to look out for our black actors. But Aomir would be Michael B. Jordan. He's young. Aomir, okay. He's hot. Who get? I mean, like he's Aomir. Let's. He, and he doesn't have to do a lot, so you don't have to look at his acting so so long, because. He's not really much. <laughs> but they, I feel like you made that choice just for me. I appreciate it. <laughs> and then we have Wormtongue, the uh, the traitorous guy who 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 works for Saruman, who is secretly causing Theoden to be weak. Uh, Marsala Ali, that dude plays great villains, and and he would he could really bring like some more depth to gen, than just a sleazy sleaze ball. He could really bring some menace to him. Right? Like, you could really be, right. like, very scary as Wormtongue. And then, finally, we got uh, Denethor, Bilbo, and Gollum. Um, you know, Denethor, not very much of a of a, a, a giant role in the but still pretty important. Uh, Denethor, the, the father of Faramir and Boromir, should be someone who is both strong and commanding, but also can play very uh, crazy or dark or whatever. So I'm going to go with Delroy Lindo, man. He should be in everything, honestly. Mm-hmm, <laughs> but like, mm-hmm. could you imagine him as as Denethor? I mean, just like, just the way he presents himself is just like he's he's 
Because in the books, Denethor isn't just crazy. He actually looks into the plantier and takes on Sauron and like wins. He just right. because of it, it took such a strain on him that he ends up going crazy because of it. But like he fights off the will of Sauron. Cause so so like he's a strong character. He just ends up, you know, fucking up. So Daryl Lindo. Uh Bilbo, our lovable Bilbo. Uh, you know, not a major character in the Lord of the Rings, uh, whatsoever, but still important. And that would be Harold Pirineu. I don't know if you've you've seen him in a lot of things. He was in Oz, he was in Lost, he was in Romeo and Juliet. Uh, he always brings a lot of um wisdom to his roles, unless he's looking for his son Walt, then he's not. <laughs> but he's a very uh <laughs> A very wise kind of guy, very, very uh, great actor who is who just like exudes like a kind and lovable nature, but also someone with a little bit of uh, worldness to him, which Bilbo had a little bit of worldness to him as opposed to other hobbits because he actually left. Right, right. And finally, we come to Gollum. Now, this motherfucker was hard, but there's really only one person that could play Gollum and give him any sort of justice. Because with a lot of these characters, especially since they've been in the zeitgeist for so long, anybody who would come into this role could easily play any one of these characters like goofy or a spoof of what they actually were. Mm-hmm. But you want you know people to you know take this shit seriously because I took it seriously because it took me an hour to do this. <laughs> so Gollum, hands down, has to be played by Orlando Jones. And if you've seen freaking uh, American mm. Gods, you would agree with me because. He can do it all. I mean, not only is he uh, a good comedic actor, but like he is also a very strong, very powerful, just very good, serious actor. And like he can also do the things that um, what's his face? Uh, why am I blanking on his name? You know, the other guy that played Gollum. He can do everything he can do. Oh, 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 oh. Do- Andy, Andy Circus. Andy Circus, yeah. He can do everything he can do, except better because it's black. So, yeah. so Orlando Jones would be gone. So that would be my fan cast. I'm kind of sad because this will never become a reality. Uh, but this is it. This is the premier list of people who should be in Lord of the Rings for Black History Month. Man, if only, <laughs> if only somebody would be like, you know what? You know how we did the Wiz? Let's do Lord of the That's Rings. That's what I was saying. <laughs> That's literally what I was thinking. Like, you know, we did the whiz. We can do it because we call it we would call it the rings or something, or you know, we would shorten it to something because you know that's yeah. what we do. Or be the the rang like R the rang. Man, we should man. We could get a Kickstarter, man, and it started. That's how uh box. Where's Tyler when you need him? Yeah. Fuck no, no, we don't want no Tyler nowhere close to this. No, we need we what we we don't need him in the movie or directing. Let's just be honest. But we or, do need or him giving out the wigs. Do not let him give out the wigs. <laughs> we do need him as a producer because, let's be honest, Hollywood respect Tyler Perry. They will give him money. True. And, you know, we need Tyler. Probably... We need Oprah. Yeah. And Michelle Obama. And then, <laughs> I hate to say this, I know people will get mad at me, but then we go get Steven Spielberg to be executive producer on it as well because, you know, They'll really make yeah. the movie then at that point. Yeah, they'll, they'll and people that the don't guy. know, he was the director of Color Purple. So before y'all come for me, know y'all history. 
Uh, <laughs> he sure is ugly. <laughs> right, right. So um, what do you think, no, Jason? I'm with you. Um, one, if they actually did make this movie, like they should film it in Africa, not New Zealand. I think that would Obviously. be even doper if they did that. that. Be... Um, and could you imagine, like, the blending of like the tokenist style with like more Af- like kind of how they did in 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 Black Panther? Like, you could mm. you imagine like how they would like. Just even think it's like something simple like the hobbits in an like African style, which is ah, it would blow my mind. Right. I'm so angry this is not gonna be a thing. (laughs) Well, the only I mean, because I'll do I'm I'm gonna do it on my list. And so because I didn't start making one, but I stopped because I was like, oh, we're not doing it this week, so I ain't gonna worry about it. And so, but the only real big differences, I'm no, I'm gonna have a lot of differences in people, but the bigger difference I think will maybe since some shockwaves, or not because you, because you're like me, you'll probably like it. Is that I'm probably going to what is going? I'm probably going to change Frodo and Sam into women. And okay. I'm have black women play them because I that think sounds- Pippin and Mary's relationship is going to be about black men and that love between black men, and I want Frodo and Sam's to be about black women and that love and a black. Well, like that for. Uh, you know, friendship and love between them. But that was the biggest thing I had on there. And actually, you know, speak of the devil, because, you know, you've implanted her in pretty much into <laughs> my soul and my mind. Uh, I actually had Kiki Palmer for my Frodo as being my Frodo, because you've implanted her in my mind and now I can never let her go. Uh, she would so, work. She would work as Frodo. I, yeah, but I think I had that's something I had some relationships that I know from the movies in particular, less of the books, that I was like, oh, I would love to see this be women do this or be a man and a woman do this, X, Y, and Z. So, but I'm sure there'd be a lot di- less gay jokes made if Sam and Frodo were were women. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, but I'm like, Lindo, Pitt, what's the cool Lindo thing about Pitt Sam and Frodo is that they do present a, a love between two men mm-hmm. that is just, just it. they love each other. And, you know, people like to take that and be like, oh, yeah, which is fine. You know, that's fine. But, you know, they can also just be good friends. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh... Also, yeah, if I want to put the weight of the universe into one soul person's hands, Maybe a I'm definitely going to choose a black woman. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So you get it done. <laughs> right. Take Frodo two years to get over there. She would have done it by the end of the weekend. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I can't disagree with any of it. I mean, even... You even put took in consideration Mike, my Michael B. Jordan hate. Uh, so, <laughs> but no, man. Again, I said that Delroy Lindo one, I'm going to steal because I did not pick anybody. for. I didn't have Delroy Lindo on my list at all. And he wasn't even in my my, my mindset. So he should be I am going to have to steal that. Times. <laughs> he, he, you know, you're right. And I feel ashamed that I did not have him there. Um, no, nah, I can't. I can't hate on none of this, man. This is a great list. I'm excited about making mine and next week displaying it because I think we're going to have some real clashing here. Like, and as I wrote down, it's going to be like uh, Aragorn, obviously Will Smith. <laughs> oh, you know that. Come on, man. Aragorn, Will Smith. You know that. Uh, <laughs> we you need know, uh, Kevin Hart as Sam. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. Nah. I don't think Kevin Hart's not making my list. That's too much comedy. <laughs> oh, but you know. actually, you know who? And this is one that. Because I think we both agreed on the Gandalf being, um, you know, um, sorry, uh, Larry Fishburne. <laughs> but because he's Larry, does, guys. Think, <laughs> yeah, oh, 100%. Uh, but the one I think 
<laughs> that I think you're probably going to give me the most heat for is that I did put, uh, where is it at? Here, let me get on my list here. Oh, I did put uh, Sauron as Morgan Freeman. Saruman or Sauron? Saruman. Uh, Sir, uh, yeah, well, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Morgan Freeman can play a good bad guy too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I just don't, I just don't see him as Gandalf because everybody sees him as Gandalf, and I just feel like, you know, there's other people out there other than Morgan Freeman, yeah, and yeah. a lot of people who haven't married their step granddaughters. So <laughs> <laughs> let's do that as well. Evidently, because <laughs> actually, funny enough, that came up this weekend because he was in one of those commercials of the Super Bowl. That is actually a, a, a rumor and a myth. He did. They, it was a quote unquote. They were having. They were supposedly having an affair. Rumors, uh-huh. but I guess her his step grandmother, a step granddaughter, got murdered by her boyfriend. Damn. Yeah, yeah. Like that's because I made a joke about that during the Super Bowl. He had a commercial, and then he looked it up, and it was like, nope, he didn't marry her. That was a rumor. It was rumors that they were having an affair, but old girl's dead, so nobody knows because she got murdered well, he, by well, Morgan Freeman knows. <laughs> well, <yeah. laughs> I mean, does he? He's kind of he, old. Does he? Does he? he knows. <laughs> uh, he? He's kind of old. Does he? <laughs> um. <laughs> but everybody, thank you for listening to the N Word for Nerd podcast. I know, I know, we took you guys on an exciting venture through nerd culture. We got the blast cast or blast for Lord of the Rings. Blast we talked about Lord death. Of, we reviewed Death on the Nile. We did our my top three wrestlers turn actors, and we got to talk about the book of Boba Fett. And I think I lose a—I can say a little bit, but a good portion of my Star Wars cred because uh, <laughs> I made my feelings known about Boba Fett. No, Star, the number one thing about Star Wars fans is they have to hate Star Wars. You can't be a fan unless you hate it. So you're Look, just par for the course. <laughs> I think the only thing Star Wars I hate is Rise of Skywalker. Everything else. Either I love or I'm just like, eh, I won't watch it again. <laughs> Boba Fett's in that. Eh, I really won't watch it again. <laughs> so, <laughs> but you're right. Star Wars, that's part of the initiation is like, name something you hate. And then usually they have a long list. And they're like, oh, okay, name just one. We just need one for you to yeah. get in. Do you name something you like about this? Why are you doing this to yourself and you hate everything? <laughs> I'll be like, all right, Ewoks. Thank God. All right, come in, come in, come in. All right. <laughs> but thank you all for listening again. We appreciate it. I promise you, next week we will get to comments. We do have some piled up. I need to read them. I need to give people their props so we can clown on them. So, <laughs> but we're going to do that next week. Just also, we're going to have my blast, uh, Lord of the Rings. And I don't know what movie's coming up next week, but we will surely know and tell you because we're going to have it on tap. But something coming out next Jason, week. any final words for everybody? Be kind, be considerate, tip your servers and bartenders 20%, including. Jaren. <laughs> Let me make that clear. Including Jaren. Just do that, please. <laughs> and again, thank you guys for watching. We will see you all next week. Peace. Yeah, it's always one ring to rule them all. <laughs> one of the biggest problems that we weren't around is because I drank all my nerd focus. I was out. I was lethargic. I was tired. I couldn't focus, man. So, if you want to keep us making these things regularly, we got to keep us focused. And how you keep us focused is by you buying some Nerd Focus. The link will be in the description. 
And then that way, when they give us money, we can give it back to them by buying nerd focus. More nerd focus. focus. So it's just it's just a cycle of nerd focusing all the way through the nerd focusing of the most nerd focusing. And we all will be pleased. We all will be focused. We all will have the brain power to give you all what you need and all what you want all the times. I mean, Jason was drinking it and he may have some prospects for a girlfriend because he was able to talk to girls. No. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> Look, some problems cannot be fixed. <laughs> that being said, please go ahead and try some nerd focus. The link is in the description.